We acknowledge the First Nations people as the traditional custodians of the land we are on today. We acknowledge and pay respect to all elders, past, present and emerging. The Now and the Future podcast is an exciting way of sharing members' stories of opportunities, challenges and provide support and expert advice for Down Syndrome community. Down Syndrome Queensland's vision is to support, advocate for empower people with Down Syndrome to take their rightful places as valuable and contributing members of their community both now into the future. Welcome to today's episode where we're going to be learning more about the My Time support service for parents who have a child aged 0 to 18 who lives with a disability or um, complex medical needs um, in the central Queensland region for which Down Syndrome Queensland has recently taken over the partner service. Today's discussion is going to be with our new My Time coordinator, Naomi Macquarie. So welcome, Naomi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're very excited to hear more about my time. It's been running for quite a while now, I know, but I guess today's a good chance to stop and have a reset and have a little check-in around what's the same, what's different, um, how people can get involved, and more importantly, what it is. So um, I guess on that note, do you mind just sharing a little bit about my time and how long it's been running for? Yep. So my time's began in 2006 Uh, it was developed by the parent research center it's a funded it's funded by the department of social securities um and as i mentioned uh, the program was developed by the parent research center so you mentioned the parenting research center as who ran it is it i'm guessing it's maybe research-based then yes so there was a lot of data around the isolation that parents that have children with extra support the isolation, um, the lack of learning of the localised information and the support set around. And so the Parent Research Centre developed the program of my time so the families would have a safe space to meet others. That's really wonderful. And is it only, this is something I've wondered about for a while, is it only parents that can attend or is it? No, we have grandparents that come along. So I... In a lot of the flyers that says parents and carers, I really just want to reiterate it's unpaid carers. So that can include grandparents that are hand-on supporting their grandchildren. Um, siblings are more than welcome to come. The only requirement is that they're over 18, the yeah, carer or sure. the unpaid carer. Yeah. So. And I would imagine that would open it up to people like foster carers as well. We have foster carers that come along, um, relative, well, not so much relatives, but if they're playing a hands-on role within the child's life, then they're definitely in that care and support role. Yeah, sure. Okay. And I know... um, it, the way that it runs across the state, it's run, it's sort of the state of Queensland is carved up into a few different regions. And to be clear, a DSQ is um, the partner service for the central Queensland region. Do you mind just sharing what kind of geographical area that covers? Yep. So central Queensland covers north of the Brisbane River up to basically Rockhampton. So 
includes Moreton Bay region, Sunshine Coast. We have um, groups, a group in Harvey Bay. Currently, we're not running a group in Gladstone and Rockhampton, but we'd like to get that restarted as there's a lot less options for parents mm. to join in on on different supports in more mm. sort of regional towns so towns, yeah and i probably should clarify at this point too that um even though dsq so dads and queensland has taken on this role this group is for parents of a child with any different type of um disability or complex medical need is that yep, and developmental de- um developmental delays as well so yep. it's it's very broad and it's a good place to meet others so it's yeah Yeah. it's available for a lot of people yeah yeah and do you find that there's any sort of pattern to when people do start going along is it when the child is quite young or right through to the teenage years like what does that look like um so it's varied so from what i've seen because i facilitate a couple of groups myself so it's varied and I think there's a lot of benefit if it is varied so Mm. when you have younger kids you can learn from people that have older kids and Mm. and vice versa so it's very varied and that's that's a good thing that's a benefit yeah yeah (laughs) and and obviously um you know some families know from birth that their child has a disability others that diagnosis might be years and years of investigating and looking into and so Mm. when that actual diagnosis is made i imagine that's probably a time that they tap in for some support yeah definitely and it's i mean it's a peer support and you learn through others with a shared experience and Mm. you know and you can't it's very different from going and and getting counseling from a a counselor or something like that because it's about building up a informal community of people that just get it Mm. so it's it's really beneficial to surround yourself with people that understand so you don't have to yeah it's a very different group set of friends that it's really important to the journey Mm. to have around you and i think unlike most counseling sessions it's free as well um and i believe you have play helpers yep so uh children under preschool age are uh, more than welcome to come along uh, we have a play helper to help parents are still responsible for the child but the play helper is there to engage with kids so their parents can have a bit of time to be able to relax and have time to chat to others so. and i guess yep. too so that they can absorb what the guest speakers i know you have a range of guest yep. speakers come along it gives them the chance to not just be dividing their eyes across yeah <laughs> multiple settings yeah definitely. that's great speaking of guest presenters what sorts of things can people expect you know when they pop along to a group well each group is different in the sense that it's peer-led so it's about the needs of the the members that come along to the group and what they would like to see so previously some of the groups have had we've had um a speak from parent to parent who came along to talk about path planning and different projects that parent to parent um are available and hold so that was future orientated for especially that transition later on in life sort of moving out of school um, we're, we're just chatting with the Benevolent Society to have someone talking about the... Early childhood approach. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's very specific to, to younger kids. Mm. Um, 
But it just depends. It, it's up to what the members want to see. It's not dictated by the facilitators. Right. We definitely fill the gaps. But we've also had um, Chewy Charms. They sell chewies yeah. that, you know, a lot of kids utilise. So they've come along to different uh different groups and and done Mm. a talk about it and then each person's Mm. made up their own two charms to take Mm. home so it can be really varied yep that's good and and i guess there's also always even when there's a guest speaker always that opportunity for that informal conversation and and, um support at any group definitely and and sometimes we just get around and have a coffee and chat and nothing specific you know there's no pressure to talk about your feelings and emotions and what you're going through it's quite open to just be yourself and talk about the weather if that's what you feel comfortable with or if you do feel comfortable talking about what's happening in your life at the time that's more than welcome to it's a safe space yeah and I guess from sometimes that when the trust is built up and people feel confident enough to share about what's kind of a sticky point for them at that point in time as well as the good stuff I guess it's that um group opportunity of brainstorming isn't it other people who walk that journey perhaps before you can say well when we were in that situation we tried this yeah I and I had a a lovely younger mother children under six who came to one of the groups who um was talking about a a time when her son was in hospital and and it wasn't going very well um and it really resonated because she said she was sitting out the front with her child who was trying to regulate. Another mother came up with her and said, it does get better, I understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And so when she was telling me this story, she cried and it really resonates what the groups are about. It's mm-hmm. just being that person and, mm-hmm. and saying, like, regardless of where your child are or whatever journey you're going through, but, like, mm-hmm. we're all there and we understand it and it'll be okay. Yeah, and so. every day won't be like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's great. That's beautiful. I guess you've kind of segued into my next question, which was, you know, what have been the main benefits that you see parents gain from attending a group? Yeah, yeah. And and it is everything. It's meeting others, and particularly nowadays um, in school, a lot of kids catch buses, so and a lot more people work than mm. than what it used to be. So it's hard to meet other parents or engage with them especially Mm -hmm. through COVID and everything sort of changed Mm -hmm. the way schools have done things so Mm -hmm. it's a good way to meet others in a a really safe welcoming environment Mm -hmm. um when are the groups held like are they genuinely I know it's school terms isn't it yeah so so groups are held throughout school terms only the groups run for about two hours fortnightly Okay. So generally they're held um, in some lovely community space that we've found. So there's always tea, there's always coffee and there's always morning tea. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I guess if someone, you know, works part-time or has caring commitments that mean their local group isn't the best day or time for them, they could just look and see what other groups are operating in their you know, yep. broader area. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You, you don't have to stick to one group or location because they... Mm-hmm. They run in different locations on different days. So, um, pre- like, currently we have a couple of groups running Brisbane North. We have three groups running Morton Bay. There's three groups up the Sunshine Coast, and you're more than welcome to go to whatever group sort of suits. And speaking of, how do people, if they're listening and thinking, oh, I'd like to know if there's something near me, how do they find that out? So if you jump onto My Times website, which is www 
mytime.net.au. Um, there's an interactive map that you can type in your suburb or closest to, and it comes up with each group that is closest to your search area. Um, and it will come up with an email that you can make contact to find out more about the group and what time and what days and everything like that. Sure. And that's great. And we'll put all of those details in our show notes from today as well, because it's always tricky to remember that when you hear it in a podcast. Um, I guess, do they have to book in, Naomi? Like what kind of, and do they have to commit to every fortnight? So no, you're more than welcome to just turn up. It, there's no rules or, or anything like that. You're more than welcome to turn up. A lot of people arrive late because they have drop-offs with kids and around therapy. You're not committed to come every fortnight. Mm. Things happen, life happens. Um, on some of the bigger days, we, once you've come along once, we generally send out emails reminding you of when the next groups are. Some things we'd like an RSVP if we have a... If it was a specific outing or something. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and with kids, it's good to have an idea so we can yeah. definitely make sure we're well prepared. But... Generally, it's pretty easy going. Yeah. So. And even if someone could just show up for an hour of the time, that's okay too. Half an hour is fine too. Yeah. Uh, groups can be really daunting sometimes for new yeah. people. Um, and for children. And <laughs> for children. And it can be a lot to sort of squeeze into your day and, and seem like more of a chore. But mm. um, the aim is to be really inclusive mm. and, and really welcoming. And, and even the group sizes, maximum of 12 people. And not a lot, groups don't have 12 at the moment, mm. but yeah. they're not set out to be big, large, daunting mm. groups. So mm. well, That's yeah. really good. That's really, really good. Is there anything that I haven't um, asked you that you would like to share about my time at this point? Um, I guess some of the parents that do come along to my time also have said a lot that they love coming because it is their time. Mm. So... I think that's important to note that it is something that's specific for the parents mm -hmm. and while there's been a lot of changes around funding and NDIS, it's nice that there's a little bit of focus still on the parents. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And I think for some families, I guess I would want to point out, we often get inquiries from people whose um, children or loved ones aren't actually eligible for NDIS for a range of reasons. And so something like my time is still a source of support for you, even if you're not tapping into the sort of usual kinds of support. Definitely, and learn from others. You don't know until you ask questions, and this is a good little group of people in a my time group mm -hmm. that have experienced a range of different things and could have that one idea or mm -hmm. that one suggestion of a, a therapist that may work for your mm -hmm. situation so mm -hmm. it, it's a really good way of learning um what's out there yeah well thank you for your time Naomi and I'm just going to do another plug for that website especially because whilst we do the central Queensland region there we cover all of Queensland as an organization so if someone's listening and they're in far north Queensland or if they're on the south side of the river in the Brisbane area um that interactive map you talked about is also an option on them for them to find out who has the partner service contract in those areas definitely um but you said www.mytime.com net.au is that right that's correct and yeah. then there'll be contact details for whichever particular region that you are and if you pop onto that map um you can also always 
call the DSQ office if you do um, live in that central Queensland, north of the Brisbane River up to kind of Rockhampton, Gladstone area. Um, and our number is 0733566655. And a message will come through to you, Naomi, if that's the case. But otherwise, yep. it sounds like the website is the way to go. Definitely is. Lovely. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. So it's, yeah, it's been a pleasure. At the Now in the Future podcast, we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions as a way of continuing to provide essential information for the community. If you have a question or would like any more information on any of our episodes or have any ideas for future episodes, simply send us an email to engagement at downsyndromeqld.org.au. That's engagement at downsyndromeqld.org.au. And we'll do our best to provide you with the information you require in one of our upcoming episodes. The Now in the Future podcast aims to support, advocate for and empower people with Down syndrome, both now and into the future. You have been listening to the Now and the Future podcast. For more information about this episode and many other topics related to Down syndrome, please visit the Dyson Drone Queensland website at dysondrome.org.ie slash QRD. Down Syndrome Queensland, supporting people with Down Syndrome now and into the future.